Welcome to the Autism Grown Up Podcast, a podcast to help you wherever you are to begin with adulthood in mind. I'm Dr. Tara Regan, an autism researcher, coach, and big sister to two adult brothers on the autism spectrum. For the last 10 years, I've helped people on the autism spectrum, their families and professionals from around the world navigate their day-to-day lives and work. And in that time, I've watched countless smart, brave and capable people feel overwhelmed, underprepared, and totally stressed out by the cliff after high school. I believe that we can build our own bridges to adulthood and that you don't have to settle for just getting by. That's why each week I'm here to help guide and support you as you create or help create a life and work experience that actually nurtures and develops your potential and the autistic adult in your life's potential through knowing yourself, strategies, and support. I hope you liked last week's episode. That was the first of the summer series. Welcome to part two of that. I'm going to be focusing on some common questions that a lot of parents have when it comes to the summer and helping their child on the spectrum have a fun and engaging summer while making a also relaxing one for everybody in the family, especially you as a parent. So this week's episode is going to be focused on this big question. What can we do during summer break? Or what are we even going to do this summer is another big one. So let's jump right in. These are some tips to help you figure out what you can do this summer with your child on the spectrum, as well as with your family. These are some family-based activities and one-on-one or even smaller group ones too based on whatever works for your family dynamic. So my first tip is to find fun outside. This answers a big concern that a lot of parents have, especially if their kid leans toward using more tech devices and staying inside. But for those times earlier in the day when it's not so hot outside, like here in North Carolina, uh, we try to find some ways to find fun outside. So this is a common thing I've heard from many parents. My child had their way. They would be inside on their iPads all day. I want them to go outside and have some fun, but how do we get them out there? So I've compiled some ideas from families I've worked with, as well as from my own, to finding what works outside for lots of individuals on the spectrum of all ages, really, thinking of little kiddos to your teens and maybe young adults. If they're still in school and home from college, if they're in college or a different post-secondary education program, I've also linked to some blog posts I found on the topic. So you'll want to check out the blog, the blog post about this specific episode. So the first one is also a big one. It's water activities. I know so many kiddos on the spectrum who love, love, love water. So think about what water activities that you can have outside. Sure, there's the pool, but maybe you can't go to the pool every single day. What are some smaller water-based activities that you can have in the yard? Like maybe you can have like a smaller wading pool that you can just put your feet in for a little bit or a sprinkler. There's also so many different kinds of sprinklers these days. I find that Target and Walmart have really great water activities in their kind of like summer section aisles that you can easily find something that just incorporates water that your kid may find super fun. 
Another great one is bubbles. There are so many different things with bubbles these days. I'm just amazed that each summer I, or each year I find a new bubble toy that is so awesome and blows everyone's minds. <laughs> Another great one is sensory, acti sensory activities, which can combine both water and bubbles. I also have a link to a post that I found online focused on 20 summertime sensory activities for kids on the spectrum that gives some great sensory play ideas and just overall summer activities to do outside where things can get a little bit messier outside and be totally fine and totally fun to do outside. The next one is gardening. This is kind of a twist for some folks, but also kind of a fun one because I think gardening is kind of coming back into trends and fashion. I don't know if you're like me, I'm going to mention Target again, but Target has such a great gardening and lawn aisle that it's easy to find different plants and pots to start fresh with or not fresh with. You may want to just, you can pick up a a living plant and start from there but I also found a blog post called six tips to six tips to make gardening with children with autism easy and fun and it discusses a great way to build functional skills communication skills and independent living skills and of course it's also a great sensory experience getting your hands in the dirt or if you're not a fan of the dirt wearing gloves and then potting and Watering the plants can be a really great routine and activity to do with your child. And they also get to see the effects of doing this work outside and helping another living thing come to life. And maybe even the fruits of their efforts coming into life too. They have like a tomato plant or are gardening some herbs that you can use at dinner. This kind of fits really well with this new social care movement that's going on, at least at least in the UK. That's kind of popping up all over here in the United States where these farms are employing individuals on the spectrum and it's such a great well-rounded experience that some families have taken advantage of. So this is kind of a nice primer into that and see if your child likes gardening. Another big one is backyard play. I found another blog suggesting six tips for safe backyard play for children on the spectrum. This is such a great way to think about how you have a an existing or build upon an existing safe environment for your child to play in the background, the backyard, the backgrounds, <laughs> and to keep your yard secure and enjoyable for your child on the spectrum, especially if they tend to wander off or elope. These tips can be super helpful for making your backyard a fun and safe place for your child. I also have a couple pro tips for you. First of all, being figure out what activities are adjacent to what your child likes to do and then get them to try it out. This will help increase their interest in trying it out and then the motivation for actually sticking it out to see if they do like that, that new activity. Another pro tip, create a visual schedule. You build in time on the schedule devoted to being outside and then can gradually increase that amount of time outside. So if you didn't hear last week's episode about planning for the summer, I also am going to mention it here is that I have a brand new resource focused on helping you create a visual schedule that's completely customizable for your child on the spectrum and to use at home. 
this is such a great tool for you to have when setting routines at home and thinking about activities across the day. A visual schedule just clearly communicates and illustrates that information to your child on the spectrum as well as helps you keep track of what's going on across the day. So moving on to the tip two is to find fun inside because guess what? It is possible to have fun inside and branch out out of iPads. So I generated a list of ideas to help you find fun inside either together with your child or something they can do with their siblings or by themselves as a solo activity. There are so many different kinds of board games out there. Every time I go to Target, third Target reference, for those of you counting, they have a brand new board game out. I just saw like this sushi board game, which started out as like a card game, which is a really cool portable activity to bring with you to different places. But they also have it as a board game, which kind of set up like Go Fish, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's a really neat one. You can check out for new board games out there. Uh, you can also incorporate sensory activities inside, uh, the ones that maybe are a little bit less messier if that's your preference. You can also encourage your child to create something that's all their own. And because summer is such like, a great time for creativity. Do they like movies? Maybe you all can make a movie together. That's what I did with my brother Tanner. He loves watching YouTube dubs and revisions of Disney movies, so we just went ahead and made one ourselves. It was called Beauty and the Beast 2 Gaston's Revenge. Yep, <laughs> it's all of that Gaston coming back in the picture and trying to make his revenge plot happen again, but through a series of events, it just doesn't happen. But just through a series of fun events, it's it was a really fun experience to do with him. We got the whole family involved too. Uh, also, do you does your child like Minecraft, Minecraft or other video games? You can have them draw out their universe or create a new one with blocks and other toys. You can make a blueprint together. And also, going back to my pro tip earlier, build off of what is adjacent to what your kid likes, which leads me to another pro tip. Inevitably, your child will feel like they want to go back to their devices, so work together to create a routine for when they use their iPad, or you can also use a timer, maybe on your phone if that works. We could also use a different kind of physical timer, like a sand timer or a timer on your oven to help indicate when time is up and time to transition to the next activity on the schedule. And for when the summer heat becomes especially unbearable, I've also linked a blog post of ideas for beating the heat that is from a mom named Leah Brehens. I think that's saying her name right. She also has like a mom blog and she has two children on the autism spectrum. She has a lifestyle blog where her parenting journey as a parent on this autism parent is often highlighted. So she had like a great number of tips there for to help you beat the heat inside and outside. And then lastly, go out in the community. Find a summer camp or a program that's available to you. This can be such a great option for some families, especially as they look for ways to fill up their child's summer schedule. If you're looking for camps in your community, I also have a link to a blog post about finding the right summer program for children on the spectrum, which has a great number of tips about where to start when looking for a summer program or fit. 
to see if it's a good fit for you and your family, uh, what to look for, like do they have sufficient support levels and staff, knowledgeable staff about autism, uh, consistent and manageable routines, suitable activities to help encourage successful peer interactions, as well as parent communication across the day. And then also they have a section about how to prepare for camp once Y'all have signed up and it's about to happen. And additionally, if you're looking for tips to prepare for a vacation and to ensure that most things go smoothly when traveling, I also linked a blog post from Learning for a Purpose. In her post, she shares seven tips for taking a vacation with a teenager with autism. I find that most of these tips can be helpful and applicable for children on the spectrum of all ages. So these are all three of my steps for getting you to think about activities to do during summer break to overall answer your question what are we going to do during summer break and I hope that this comprehensive list as well as links to other blog posts y'all have to y'all listening to this will have to check out the blog post as well as my visual schedule resource to help you get a schedule and a routine in place this summer and I also have a question for you. What are you planning to do this summer? You can share with me on that blog post or in the Autism Grown Up Facebook community, and we'll get to chatting. All right, I'll talk to you all next week for our continuation of the summer series. Thank you so much for listening. For show notes, resources from this episode, and more free help with adulthood, head over to our website at autismgrownup.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, help others find us by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts apps or by sharing the show with a friend. We'll be back next week with even more Autism Grown Up topics. Hey, one more thing, whether you are an autistic adult, family member, a professional, I've got some workshops, curated blog reading lists, downloadable tools, and many other resources to help you and the autistic adult in your life prepare and get a job, prepare for college, navigate the adult service system, and figure out adulting. These are all the things that I've found in my research and working with families and professionals that will help you succeed in adulthood. So if you are ready to create a successful adulthood experience, you can text the letters A-G-U to 555-888 and you can get immediate access to our adulthood starter kits. Check this out. Share this with your friends. I would love to hear from you and what's helping, how you're using it, how's it going. You can also follow up with that same number again to get in contact with me. Again, if you text the letters A like autism, G like grown, and U like up to 555-888.